0: Hey! 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 Oh yeah, you're supposed to do that in your podcast. You're supposed to say it in the name of the show. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh wait, are we, are we also supposed to introduce ourselves, which I think we forgot to do last time? Oh yeah, I think I made you guys do it at the end. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> We're chaos. Uh, hey, I'm V. Hello, I'm Cassie.
1: Hello, I'm Aethor. Hello, I'm Neil.
3: There we go. Yeah, Problem yeah, solved, yeah. Aethel. Could and it welcome to 4 d stu- like Shut stu- up, <laughs> Aethel. We're doing the intro. <laughs> uh, intro over. Let's go. Cassie. Today's
2: topic was my turn to pick a topic, and I picked country customs.
0: Yeah,
2: this one's
1: hard. <laughs> this one was hard for me. So, America, before you t- tweet, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just don't tweet me, I know. Don't at me, bro. Just leave it alone. Yeah.
3: (laughs) This one I actually found kind of super easy. As soon as I started writing the list, I realized there was loads of things I could write. Then I realized almost all of them are about the queen. So (laughs) I'm 100% falling into that trap. I'm so sorry. You're British through and through. I swear we have more than the queen in tea.
2: (laughs) So yeah, I wanted everyone to pick a... a favorite customs or favorite traditions that they have of their country of origin. I am from Germany, but I picked most of my stuff from Bavaria. So if you're German and you're offended by this list, don't add me.
1: (laughs) Just don't add any of us. All right. We're going to do this one. We're going to do this one. But we're one person (laughs) representing a lot of people. Just don't. Yeah. (laughs) Just don't add us. We're not claiming to be the best... Opinionated. It's
2: our personal favorites. This podcast, like the the sole purpose of this
3: podcast is to get to know us as people better. Yes. Not our countries. (laughs) Our countries just happen to be happenstance and make really good ways of talking. But mostly it's our bullshit stories about our bullshit lives.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We're just trying to find topics because we run out of things to talk to each other about.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We wanted, to, we basically, if you haven't figured out, we just want an excuse to hang out and talk about shit. Yeah. Um, that's what this entire podcast is. Um, all right. Let's continue on with the pretense that this is actually a podcast, not us just talking to each other. Kessie, um, watch your. Third spot, first place, middle place, pick one of your three because I refuse to do the number system that Aether wants. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. so uh, in order, I, as I have written them down and as they came to me, my uh, toppest of the list is what we call in Germany uh, Ruhetag, which is basically every Sunday or every um, holiday. And that, um, the basis of that is that like, on those days, on Sundays and on holidays people in your neighborhood are not allowed to make a lot of noise like people don't vacuum the house or wash their cars or make play loud music it's it literally translates to a day of silence and it's uh, supposed to um, let everyone wind down shops are closed um, like the, the amount of buses that drive uh, is reduced to a bare minimum and I appreciate that so much because, like, every Sunday when I go out in the mornings to feed my bunnies, it's so silent. <laughs> I can hear the birds tweeting. <laughs> and every, every time I hear, like, a, um, a motorcycle or anything drive by, I'm like, fucker, you're supposed to stay home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You want them to get off the bike and, like,
3: walk it. Yes! Look, you 100% would hate Britain because Sunday afternoons are when the bikers get to go out. I mean, it is nothing but bike noise on a Sunday.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. That's so wild. You see, this is so wild, (laughs) y'all. People follow that? People do that? (laughs) You, the police don't have to like enforce that? No the, police, no, the neighbors enforce it just by
2: giving you like poisonous looks when you like drill a hole into your wall. No
1: one would listen to that here. People
2: will knock on your door and be like, excuse me, do you know what day it is
0: if you try to drill a hole on a Sunday?
2: It's
1: hangover day, and I can't with this. You need to stop. <laughs>
0: That's
1: beautiful.
2: Oh. So it's a tradition in all of Germany but uh, I am in North Rhine-Westphalia now which has the highest population density and like the highest amount of immigrants so a lot of the immigrants they don't know about this or like they haven't internalized mm. it so they don't really uh, follow along with that but like in Bavaria where I come from um, everything is more spread out because we have more land and space there so even if someone, like, uh, drills a hole into the wall, you don't really hear
3: it because there's, like, I don't know, a kilometer between each house. <laughs> hell. That is so, so nice. I, I love it. Like, we used to have, like, a bit of that in Britain on a Sunday. Like, it would just be quieter and no shops were allowed to be opened. And then, fuck you, b and all the shops were suddenly open on a Sunday, just a much limited time. But I remember Sundays being quiet growing up, but, like, that disappeared, like, seven or eight, like, can't believe y'all are still doing that. That's so nice. I would like to have a quiet rest day. Yeah,
2: our shops are still closed. Like they're during co- like the beginning of COVID, there was this talk because. Uh, people that actually had to work in like different times now after COVID started there was this talk of having the shops open for like a few hours on Sundays but that they never pushed it through people were so against (laughs) that they were like
0: no they they came home to a bunch of German poisonous looks they're like oh (laughs) I can't do that now
2: (laughs) no but also like uh, because we have this our government is trying to be very protective of employees (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if you make people work on a Sunday, you as the employer have to pay a higher amount to the people that work on a Sunday, like 50% higher um, uh, per hour. And no one wants to do that. So (laughs) they try their darndest not to have anyone work on a Sunday. See, we have (laughs) the same
0: rule. Uh, All Sundays (laughs) and holidays are what we call red days. Uh, I think Americans Mm -hmm. and British people call it bank holidays. And uh, Mm -hmm. if you work on those days, you get like a good giant, like a, a good In your pay, but just something Mm -hmm. happened in Iceland where just all the stores kind of just went like, Yeah, that's just part of running a store. You have to be open on Sundays too. (laughs)
2: Oh no. Unless you're like
0: like shoe stores, Mm -hmm. I guess. But you
2: did mention that you were very Americanized, right? Yes. Like you took a lot of American influences. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Iceland, like many, many, many countries, is just mini America at this point. Like we have taken very much of our pop culture and uh, behavior. Behaviour? Like,
3: we've adapted a lot No, definitely not behaviour. 100% not (laughs) behaviour. Attitude? (laughs) Customs? I don't know.
1: No, your attitudes are definitely not American. (laughs) Sundays in the States are kind of like... I guess they feel like a weekday of the States because, like, Friday and Saturday, everything is open later, and then Sunday, everything either closes a little earlier or they close at a weekday time. There are some places that do close... Um, those are typically small businesses will be closed on Sundays. Typically, places close on Sundays, I think, for church reasons, uh, mm. Sunday's big church day. and banks are closed.
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> banks are just open when they care,
1: yes. <laughs> Some restaurants are closed, typically for religious reasons.
2: I think the church thingy is like the main reason why this is such a a big thing in Germany, especially in Bavaria, because Bavaria is known to be like arch-Catholic. That's what we call it. That means Catholicism is uh, like ingrained in like the the root of
0: what Bavaria is about. That is a really hardcore name for it. Arch-Catholic.
2: It is what we call it. It's arch-Catholic.
0: That is beautiful. I am thinking of the name for the demons in demon souls. They're called archdemons or something like that.
3: <laughs> okay, who's next? I choose Neil.
1: Oh. Oh. Go,
2: Neil! Oh. Neil, we choose you. Um don't disappoint us now. I'm
1: gonna you got this. I'm gonna get political now. <gasps> oh no. And talk about the presidential Turkey Pardons.
0: Turkey pardons? I'm, what?
2: Sorry, I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> Um, what are you talking about? So,
2: what the fuck is to, this new? Forgive all the turkeys for the sins they have committed.
1: Is, <laughs> for a long time, the president uh, every year for Thanksgiving was presented a turkey um, oh, no. by some place. It's probably special. I don't know, but at some point, I think it was George uh, Bush, the uh, the first one, <laughs> America. <laughs> um, <laughs> George Bush decided that he wasn't really vibing with the turkey dying and gave it a pardon and called it a pardon instead of, you know, killing the turkey. And so now it's become like a thing that the president pardons a turkey from getting executed for turkey dinner. It's weird, (laughs) y'all. It's weird. (laughs) It's, It's weird. I love it. But like, it's a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> under you the weirdest. know,
0: you know, the president after him was like, you motherfucker, I wanted turkey and now you started this stupid ass
1: fucking tradition." They definitely eat turkey. They just go eat the already dead ones because they don't need to like butcher something today. I just don't. I don't think he was just, you know, wanting to watch a bird die today. (laughs) And so he was like, "Uh, pardon. (laughs) And then everyone was like, that's pretty cool. We'll keep doing that.
3: Oh, wow. Now to use your phrase, that is fucking wild. Uh (laughs) It is
1: wild. It's a a wild thing. I think that there were times in history where there wasn't a bird murdered that day. But they didn't call it a pardon until uh, George Bush... Pardoned this turkey Of its crimes For which it was to be eaten And um <laughs> Since then We just pardon a turkey like every year
0: What happens to the pardoned turkey? Does it get released to the wild?
1: Oh it does actually go to a special place Where it usually dies of terrible medical conditions
0: <laughs> Oh no! You have like a precedent turkey for it?
1: i I read I read this from a paper <laughs> This is a thing. I read about the turkeys going to some place where they typically die in, in a couple oh years of like oh no. heart conditions and whatnot. That
3: sounds so much like it went to, to the, the farm, farm to live the right? rest of its life. Out.
1: Because think about it, it was like raised to be terribly unhealthy and oh. just like Yeah, they are. not make it very long.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that's such a good
3: point. So
1: they typically don't oh. like live happy lives, but they do get to go live the rest of their life somewhere else
3: on a farm
1: and not be killed that day. <laughs> if, and that's good. If
3: these motherfucking turkeys could talk,
0: they'd sound like Mr. Meeseeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't
0: made to live this long. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna die! Oh
2: no. <laughs> Guys, we haven't even made a oh, full round oh. yet, and my cheeks are hurting.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm dying! <laughs> <laughs> you was a special fucking farm of president turkeys, I love it.
1: <laughs> 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 These ones have been part <laughs>
0: I love that word That word is so powerful
1: And you're using it so dumbly <laughs> I know, it's too good It's so dumb, it's so good It's the best dumb thing That a done, That I can get behind uh,
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh fuck. fuck my face Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no I love it That is amazing, I love it Oh, Jesus Christ. How the fuck do you follow that, Aethel? (laughs) I
0: don't. That was very mean of you, Neil. (laughs)
3: that was the episode
2: goodbye thanks for listening yeah, guys <laughs> thanks guys
0: uh, fucking hell. mine is not as funny or interesting <laughs> in any fucking way um mine is uh or as i understand it's translated in other cultures Ash tuesday or wednesday or something like that
3: ash or ash? no ash a-s-h <laughs> okay i thought he said ass too no ash wednesday but it is ash wednesday yeah yeah
0: uh, so we still celebrate Ash Wednesday in uh, in Iceland.
3: Same. And
0: a lot of the old traditions around Ash Wednesday is gone. We do no longer have the little bags that you hook on back of people. I really like that one. Uh, <laughs> but that one died early as I was young because it involved crafts. And people don't want to do crafts when you can go to a store and sing and get free candy, which was my favorite part. <laughs> so in Iceland, this we basically stole like a version of Halloween and we bastardized it. And what it is that kids dress up and they go to stores in the town and they sing songs and the store owner gives them candy. And... I absolutely loved this holiday as a kid. Can you tell I was a fat kid? And <laughs> absolutely just adored it. I, I, I thought it was so fun. And I have this one, such a vivid memory where I was out, like school's canceled. School used to be canceled when uh, Ash Wednesday came up. And I went out and I sung from like, 8 a.m. to, like, 1 p.m., which was the point where kids were supposed to stop singing so the parents could actually do shit in the stores. <laughs> and I went back home, and my brother had, like, gotten the Nintendo from my grandma's. We had this, like, um, we had a Super Mario 3?
3: Wait, he sang so well, he got a Nintendo instead of candy?
0: No, no. He went and borrowed the Nintendo from my grandma's. Okay, all right. That's confused. And he hooked it up in the living room, and for some reason, my parents weren't home, and... I just got to sit on the fucking couch and watch him play Super Mario while eating candy. And I don't remember a lot of that day, but I just remember it so vividly. And we were just playing and it was fun and I loved it. And now Ash Wednesday is like weird. They've like, like now the kids are supposed to get off from school at 12 Mm -hmm. and go home, put on their costumes and then go singing at one, I think. And then they have until the store is closed to sing. So they actually go to school now. Yeah.
3: It's now in the afternoon. Yeah, it was super cute. Um, like uh, we don't, we're not like a store store where I work. It's uh, the beluga sanctuary, and the kids were asked to sing at the window to the belugas, and the belugas hey. were losing their fucking minds. It was so oh, no. cute. Like I kept running in. Were they happy? Were they happy? Yeah, like so, the belugas love little kids, <laughs> and the little kids were wearing these fucking wild costumes. So they, like, I saw one kid walking around with this giant, like, robot costume on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? The costumes make no sense. They are completely random. It's not like I'm going to be a scary. Anything. There was one kid that was dressed as a pizza. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, saw- <laughs> I saw that kid so- this time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just kids of all ages just turn up and they're just singing their little hearts out. And they have like the little traditional songs that they sing. And like mm-hmm. Aether and I were eating lunch at the bakery. And like the kids came in and they started singing. And Aether was singing along. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is this? It's <laughs> so nuts. It's the.
0: But it's adorable. It's the super traditional songs like. Uh, like that's just such a. It's like a little like limerick, I guess. It's kind of. Mm-hmm. This is Halloween. You have Halloween
1: songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why did you take yeah. Halloween and make it a musical, though? Um, I don't know. I turned
3: the Halloween the musical. <laughs> now know. we have an episode name for this one.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we did it. I don't know why it's like that. I don't know what about Ash Wednesday turned into this. But it, that's uh. what it is. And, yeah, they they sing, like, all the, like, <laughs> most common, like, little limericky songs. And it's just great. And, yeah, the kids, like, they sing and then they get candy. And it's, it's a beautiful little one. And it's part of, like, a bunch of other holidays around the same time. And one of them is Bollødær, mm-hmm. which would literally just be, like, <gasps> donut day,
3: basically, I yes. guess. Yes. They have donut day and it's fucking huge. It's amazing. <laughs> we get clean art and then you get also like donuts that have cream in them and they're covered in so much sugary icing. And it's just like a whole day donut it's eating that. It's amazing.
2: Was that the photo you sent us yes. uh, the other
3: week in the group yeah. chat? Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. It was out very recently. And out of
3: course. Yeah. yeah. It's a balladagger, and then don't celebrate anything. But for us, in like the the because it's based around, it's the timing of it is based around the Easter holidays, and mm-hmm. it's actually based around Shrove Tuesday, which for us is Pancake I Day. I thought
2: you were celebrating the same thing as uh, as we celebrate in Germany because it was on the same day, and it uh, it was Fastnacht the beginning of Fastnacht. Yeah, that's the, right. The, yeah, like yeah,
0: the, yes.
3: Lent, the what? Lent,
0: Lent is what so, the English yeah, lent, is oh. it. yeah okay. it's the
3: forty days before. So like they have hmm. Bola Dagar here, which is Donut Day, and then it's Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day slash the day before Lent, and then it's the beginning of Lent, also known as Oscar Dagar, and the fasting day that you mentioned, but I cannot pronounce that yet. <laughs> yeah, um... yeah, Oscar Dagar is really cute. It's a, that's my
0: third favorite uh, country tradition that I could think of. I had a very similar thing happen, uh, the same as V, when I sat down to write my thing earlier. I was like, so what are fun traditions? Wrote out on one. And then I had 10. And I was just like, oh, shit. Fuck. And I didn't even think hard <laughs> about it. I just had 10 all of a sudden. like. <laughs>
3: One of my honourable mentions actually is Shrove Tuesday. It's the day before Lent. Um, it's Pancake Day, and I love that day because that's the day that we didn't have to eat. Because uh, my 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 mum like made very specific meals, and it was basically the same: meat, boiled potatoes or roast potatoes, and two types of veg. Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day, was the day I got home and was surprised because I never remember it was Pancake Day. (laughs) And all we had for dinner was pancakes. And it was amazing. It was just pancakes, (laughs) sugar and lemon. That's my honourable mention. I love pancakes. I love those pancakes. I will never have them again. I'm so sad. But that's my honourable mention. So my third favourite thing about the country of my origin is actually rhyming slang. I love it so much. One, because it confuses the shit out of Aethel. Two, it sounds ridiculous. It's so good <laughs> And there's so much around it, like... Some people in Britain, they don't get Cockney rhyming slang, but my dad is very much from that time in London, so he knows all this stuff and he very much still speaks with a heavy Cockney accent. And there are some characters that I do in some shows which rely on that Cockney accent, and one of them being um, Liberty Vigilance, where I'm playing, I think her name is Teal, who's the head of the Lucky Eights, and she speaks with a very heavy Cockney accent. And when I get slightly drunk, it comes out, and then when I'm around my father, it's just Ununderstandable. you just don't Ethel just doesn't get it Um, which makes me very happy in many ways but Cockney rhyming slang if you've ever watched I think it's The Spy Who Shagged Me the Austin Powers movie (laughs) where I think it's Austin Powers 3 and I don't remember the name Austin Powers 3 he goes back and speaks to his dad who is Michael Caine and they have that prolonged conversation in Cockney rhyming slang and towards the end it doesn't make any more sense but when the subtitles start going out it actually still makes sense to me I love it. It's doing stupid things like um, (laughs) because things like stairs are apples and pears. Why not just say stairs? It's shorter because it's apples and pears. Like why wouldn't you say that? See, she she
0: she gave a fucking example, and the two of them went glassy eyed and like the fuck is happening?
3: Here's here's another example: dog and bone. It means phone. You're gonna go pick up your dog and bone. It's a phone. (laughs) Uh, Putting a pony on something means fifty. Because that's how much money you would put if you're betting on a pony or a horse. So you just bet a pony, it's just (laughs) £50. I love it because it confuses the shit out of anyone who has no idea. And I love it so much. It makes me so happy. Because, because it
0: sounds like you're trying to explain sayings to aliens. Like, oh, yeah, we have a saying, yes. like, old <laughs> r- roads lead to Rome.
2: Except... I mean, we are technically aliens.
3: <laughs> but what's happening I am is, an alien. Shit.
0: It's like you've
2: taught
3: <laughs> the alien language
0: and now you're going to go, okay, also, all the words, if you just rhyme them, they mean the same thing. <laughs> you just, Fine. It's like, <laughs> no, that's yep. not how fucking talking works. That's not how sayings work. I don't agree with this. I hate it so much. Dog and bone does not mean phone. You say phone when you mean phone. When you say dog and bone, you're talking about... No, you
3: about say a- dog and bone. Like, I'm just going to go up the apples and pears. You're just going upstairs. It's fine. <laughs> I need you all to know on this very audio podcast that Aether was losing his fucking mind. <laughs> He's ripping to the phone afterwards. Aether, no! Aether, no! Put the phone back on the door! <laughs> It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I also enjoy it. Like, if you, like, if anyone's watched things like Pineapple Express or um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, that accent, I don't know, something about it also just makes you sound really hard. <laughs> uh, it's the accent you don't want to meet of someone down the back of an alley in Britain. Like, you just, you hear that and you're just like, oh, that's. That's someone who knows life and they are not, they are, they will not back down from a fight if you throw one at them. Don't want to fuck with them. I love it. And it's also just one of my favorite, easy to slide into accents. Um. I just don't do it very often because I sound awful. I want you to do the rest of the episode in that accent. Um, well, the thing is about <laughs> the accent, it also brings out some really interesting phrases uh, that are very not me anymore. I've had to work really hard Aww. to eliminate some of that accent out of my voice. And with it, unfortunately, comes a whole character. And I just, I don't, I, I could do Kessie, but I want people to understand me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Overrated. <laughs>
3: And I'll start using phrases like "in it" a lot more. I don't want to do that. In it, in it, mate. So yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. In it.
1: I do like that one though. That one is great. What in it? Yeah. yeah, it's a great one. In it. That's a good one. I like that one.
3: Isn't it? Yeah. In it's fine. See, I'm just, I'm gonna stop now. Kessie, what's the next on your list? So the next on my list is uh, a tradition
2: around Fasnacht. That The lint thingy that we were talking about earlier. The um, What are other words for it? Um, carnival season um, that happens uh, around that time. There is a tradition that I was not aware of when I was a child. But I recently picked up a book um, reading about uh, traditions from south of Bavaria. And I recognized some of the things uh, that apparently we did in my town too. And it's completely unknown up here where I live now. Um, I don't know what the tradition was called where I lived, but uh, basically what happens is on one day, everyone puts on masks and dresses up in several layers of um, like random fabric, clothes, stuff you find find in your grandmother's trove, whatever, you just put it on, (laughs) um, become as unrecognizable as possible, talk in a falsetto tone the whole time while wearing the mask, and you are allowed to insult other people. To their face, and no one is all allowed to be mad. <laughs> and you can just basically get everything you you want off your chest, uh, insult the shit out of everyone in your town,
3: <laughs> and no one's gonna know. It sounds who the like a really is. polite version of the purge.
0: greatest <laughs> 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 version of the purge. i first <laughs> just kind of passively <laughs> <laughs> aggressive, <laughs> wow, very colourful clothes.
2: But like I. I knew that tradition was a thing. I knew that it was done. I never understood why it was done. <laughs>
1: it's <not> me neither. <laughs> because,
2: of course, Stop. because I was a child, they never did it around children. Mm-hmm. They only did it among each other. But, like, if children were kind of nearby, you kind of heard that they were kind of insulting each other.
0: <laughs> fuck you, Karen.
2: <laughs> but be- it had to be in a uh, in a falsetto tone so no one could recognize your voice because everyone was wearing Wh- what a mask. Does
0: falsetto tone mean?
2: Like a very false tone, very high, so no one can understand oh, who the fuck you oh. are.
0: Yeah, just pretending to be like a a, a team mascot or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> pretending yeah. to be a Care Bear,
2: <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> All
0: right, that is pretty fucking brilliant.
2: I like it. That's really cool. And it was re- it was always fun to go through the street on that day because everyone was just walking around, talking like this. Hello.
3: People So they would walk <laughs> around the town with the kids like that, but only insult other adults. So the kids wouldn't know what the game was. No, no, the kids were also supposed to dress up, so no one knew who the fuck was on the street. <laughs> oh god, no, I'm, It's definitely sounding more and more like The Purge.
0: <laughs> you can't walk around with your own gremlin not wearing like a
1: mask, otherwise people know it's your gremlin.
3: <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Yes.
1: That's or, true. Or you could go pretend to babysit, and then <laughs> now one. One thing you failed to mention is that you do have to use blankets that your like house guests won't recognize.
2: <laughs> no, I did say you just, you just raid your grandmother's trove and you put on layers and layers and layers so on top of each other. So you frame
1: other's. your grandmother. <laughs> oh. That wasn't me. That was my grandmother's blanket.
0: I can't believe Nan said those things. I can't
1: believe... <laughs>
0: Dude, Germans have like a cute <laughs> word for grandma Oma <laughs> Omar.
2: Actually speaking about that Like we call our grandmothers Oma And I used to have a Turkish kid in my class His name was Omar It's pronounced Ömer But my mom, since she didn't understand Like she didn't know how to pronounce the Ö She didn't understand it She always called him Oma And I was like, why is it, why is his name Grandma? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
3: I'm going to be that cute misunderstanding old lady uh, <laughs> here in Iceland. People tell me their names half the time and I'm like, I don't know the difference between that and another thing. And then I will find out, no, people are sometimes just named after things here in Iceland. Like, Dagar. Like <laughs> I thought it was a name. And then, oh, no, apparently it's also Day. And that's just how it is. I'm going to be that unfortunate <laughs> old lady, I think. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. That's such a nice tradition. I like it. I like being able to go around and insult people and not know it's me. Although uh, to be fair a lot of people have heard my random voices, so I don't think I'll be able to get away with it. <laughs> you just have to talk me really hi. That's something you really don't do on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that voice is specifically says when I'm around you and Tanya <laughs> Oh, I think you use it for the guy that's not Trevor, the other one. It is Trevor. Oh, yeah, Trevor, okay. Yeah, Trevor and Titus. Uh, Well, I don't really know if you're talking about the right thing or not. Uh, Titus is my friend. uh... Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Let me do that at least once. Oh blimey!
2: <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Neil, you're next. Neil. Neil.
1: Oh, I have to do another one now. <laughs> Shit!
3: Yeah, uh, you already blew out your best. You set one. the bar really high with Turkey Day. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey
1: Day, I pardons. Just did the first one. Uh, how about Halloween? Huh? It seems like y'all like that one. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> it is good. We do it different.
2: It is a musical in Iceland. <laughs>
1: We don't. You guys do it wrong. We don't sing. There's not <laughs> enough singing in your Halloween. You just knock on strangers' doors, and when they answer, you say "trick or treat," and
2: and then they shoot you. They
1: either give you candy or shoot you.
3: Castle Dracred, bitch. <laughs> no. So, have you? Did you ever go trick or treating growing up? Did you? Did you partake in that? Um.
1: So, trick Halloween's kind of died off what a little bit in recent years i've noticed it was really popular like a decade ago uh this decade died off a bit i think maybe that's just me i don't know let us know (laughs) tweeted us
3: (laughs) don't at us but let us know (laughs) let us know
0: (laughs) but did you ever uh, like tp a house or shit like that like uh, oh no
3: what teepee a house? Yes, <laughs> toilet paper. Oh, just chuck toilet paper in a house. I
2: thought like. you you meant those uh, Native American teepees. No, <laughs> oh, <bloody laughs> I, <was> like,
0: <laughs> I don't even know what signal <laughs> that's sending, <laughs> but I am on it.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm>... Oh boy. <laughs> so th- we the kids, the kids, um, and childlike adults. Uh, me. Dress up in costumes on Halloween. And one year I was a pumpkin. <laughs> I think that was my first costume.
3: Do you have oh, a photo a
1: of, of Tiny Neil dressed as a pumpkin? Perhaps.
3: Please. Um please, Neil, please say you have this and please find it for us.
1: I'll try. And then I yes. and then I had a little white tiger costume. Aww. And then I had a turtles costume. Fuck yeah, turtles. Ninja Turtles. Those were the Mm -hmm. best.
0: I was assuming Um, Ninja Turtle. I was
1: assuming you were not just a turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. You dress up and you go and get a bunch of candy. And it used to be that all of the neighborhoods pretty much did it. You know, it, it, it was pretty rare that someone wasn't doing it. You know, you'd leave your porch light on if you're participating, you turn your porch light off if you're not and that's supposed to be understood even though, you know, sometimes it's not. But it's it, it's now kind of rare to see children knocking on strangers' doors. Mm-hmm. I guess that's for the best. Yeah. Nah. Because it is kind of it is kind of a nah. <laughs> weird uh wild nah. thing. I I absolutely disagree. So Iceland is picking <laughs> like
0: Iceland. Vesmanead, when, when we moved here before COVID, I just dated the podcast.
3: Good job, Esau.
0: <laughs> when we moved to Iceland, they were trying to do uh, Halloween. And the rule was that if you see a pumpkin anywhere in the like, kind I walk up to the house or close to the house? The house was joining in on the Halloween. I didn't know that blue rule, so I bought a bunch of candy and nobody ever came. So I just ate a bunch of candy. <laughs> Win. <When>, Win. Uh, <laughs> But I learned later why nobody came for candy. But then the next year, the whole COVID thing happened, so there was no uh, Halloween that time around. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope that it returns because I think Halloween is such a fun, weird holiday, and I I can't get over yeah. it. It's it's just kids running around being hyper, shit eating candy and and dressed up in costumes. More costume holiday.
1: (laughs) Our street uh, where I used to live uh, here in Texas used to be a pretty big spot on Halloween. It was like a long street of houses that I guess gave a lot of candy because there was so much damn traffic, just like stopped traffic for hours on this little neighborhood road. Ridiculous. How many houses would you go to on average? Like that's something I've never gotten a feel for. I mean, basically it's just how big the neighborhood is where you want to walk you know a lot of people drive their cars uh, hop out of their cars that's why it's traffic they do the opposite of tailgating where they jump out of their car <laughs> instead of you know going to a parked car that's what it is nowadays but it used to be more walking I seem to remember but uh, our street used to be pretty packed and uh, it used to be pretty uh, pretty wild. And then recently, about the time I graduated high school, Halloween, it didn't matter the weather. It didn't matter what was going on. It just wasn't as busy as it used to be. It started dying off sooner. People aren't staying out as late.
3: Well, it is super weird to go to someone's house that you don't know and ask them for candy. Yeah, Like that is super weird. And I, the question I really want to know, Neil, is if y'all say trick or treat, did anyone get tricked? I've only ever heard of people getting tricked. No. Like, I am very confused.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a, everyone knows that you gotta have candy. They don't want to see a trick. <laughs> there's no, there's no tricks. No one does tricks. No one does tricks. No one Wait, fucking, it's magic
3: tricks no and one not does... like, ha, 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 the candy is filled with actually like the hottest pepper known to man kind of trick?
1: Ghost chili pepper. I mean, I'm sure there's mean tricks and that's probably why the kids aren't out so late anymore. But, you know, it, there's no fucking singing. There's no tricks. The kids just dress up, that's the trick. Look, I dressed up for this. All right?
0: Hey, wanna see this cool trick?
1: <laughs> Are you impressed? Give me candy. <laughs> you like my costume? Give me candy. Bye. That's our interaction. Thanks.
3: Oh. Okay. You
1: just, you know, you get to see all the cute costumes and then they go about their way. No one's expected to like have any terribly awkward social interaction <laughs> in front of another in front of another person. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where they get sung at. I know. It is so
1: awkward. <laughs> I'm in a costume.
3: It's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I'm in a costume and don't want to be recognized. I am a turtle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does everybody do that? Oh my, we have a, a little ghost
1: and a little turtles turtle. Turtles do not and- sing. Yes.
2: Like in every cartoon ever that uh, has a topic around Halloween. Oh, my, that's such a nice uh, turtle costume you're wearing. Oh, and what are you? You're a ghost.
1: Oh. <laughs> the houses that participate, yeah, they, they get into it. It's a great Fuck time, yeah. even still. So, you know, for everyone that's not participating, the people that like it, like it a whole lot and go all out and that's still great to see and they do i imagine uh and i imagine when like we did this more because we hadn't done it in a while but when we used to do this more it was very cool to see everyone's costumes it was like best part of it did
0: you uh did you ever hear about the 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 teenagers that were walking around with like an inflatable door and they'd knock on people's doors and then when the (laughs) other they would open their door the inflatable door would open and they would be wearing like old people clothes and like oh my you look so nice and then they'd give attention to the person that they knocked at and then they'd close their inflatable door
1: that's pretty good I love
3: it. Uh, Uh, Our Halloweens were pretty similar to yours, actually, Neil. Like, I think I might have mentioned before, my family was a little weird growing up. So we (laughs) never went trick or treating. Like my parents were kind of too old to do like the door to door thing and they couldn't really walk us around. And also my parents were complete curmudgeons and my dad hated everyone and everything. So we never gave out candy either. So we turned all the lights off and we pretended we weren't home. Same. We were just hiding from the world. We were like, we don't exist. (laughs) Yep, yep. That was exactly that was exactly our home. So that was Halloween for us growing up. Until I was like eleven or twelve, and my sister got basically browbeaten by her two kids who are a year and two years younger than me. And they were like, we really want to go this year, and we went, and it was the most rubbish thing I'd ever done. I was wearing. i think i was just wearing uh like mostly white and i had to go like buy a, a skirt my mom was like fine have this white skirt i'm like i don't i this it looks terrible on me I, I don't wear skirts and i i tried to look like a ghost and that was basically it and we went to these houses only people that we knew so there were like seven people on like the area that we lived that were safe to go to because everywhere else was for crack dense so we're like, <laughs> fucking going there yeah, yeah. you live <laughs> You lived in the ghetto, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a pretty <laughs> shitty place. Um, so yeah, like we were just wearing white and we pretended we were ghosts and we knocked on someone's door and someone gave us fifty pence at one place. They didn't even give us sweets because we weren't supposed to knock on their door. <laughs> My sister got the wrong house and the guy I felt bad, so he know. gave each of us fifty p. <laughs> And then the others just like gave us like one or two penny sweets each because they were running out. My sister took us too late. She wasn't organized. And that was the entirety of my Halloween trick or treating experience. That was it. That was Halloween.
1: <laughs> no, we used to go through a whole neighborhood and by the end of the night have just a bag of a, assortment of just everything. It was wild, the number of houses we'd go to.
3: Yeah. Like, most of the kids, like, at school had exactly those experiences. Like, it was like the entire streets of, like, the slightly nicer neighbourhoods. Like, Literally, come like almost like a road down from us. Like that would pretty much be the experience. It was like really big when I was growing up. Of like, yeah, kids knocking on every single door and getting candy everywhere. Like, yeah. it's pretty much exactly the same over over in Britain. It has also died off. I
1: don't know. I don't. I don't see it as big anymore. You know, it, it used yeah. to be pretty popping on Halloween. I've seen more and more like tailgating things where uh, they do drive-throughs where. To participate, you drive through basically uh, usually a church parking lot, mm-hmm. and the people handing out candy are in the parking spaces with their tailgates popped open, and they hand out candy to the cars as they go through basically a big candy drive-through. It <laughs> a is. I'm I'm <laughs> not- so upset. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm upset because-, because those people in cars are not out in costumes they missed the point they missed the point you're just drive. you're just doing fast food drive-through candy, candy now it's it's not the same america you just, can't just, just do i know it's safer want- i get it but it's lame it's so lame. <laughs> it's, it's so lame oh uh. you have to dress up like a ninja turtle and knock on some doors.
3: We need to be embarrassed by the entire situation so that eventually when we hit into our like late 20s and early 30s, we can find pictures of us looking like a really cute pumpkin and broadcast that to the world.
1: I'll find a cute picture of, of my pumpkin.
0: I saw a picture of you as a ghost, but I know like pictures at your place were just non-existent. <laughs>
3: Oh, me? Yeah, like there's literally none. Um, There are very few pictures of me growing up, thankfully. Oh. And I was a terrible looking kid. <laughs> All right, Ethel, what's next on your list?
0: What is next on my list? What did I put down there? I remember. Uh, the next one is the Fisherman's Day. Oh, yeah. I yeah. absolutely loved the Fisherman's Day when I was growing up. So my father's a fisherman, uh, captain of a boat and now retired. And my brother's now a fisherman, captain of a boat. And I completely and utterly failed to follow that family tradition, but I absolutely loved the the Fisherman Day. Everybody would gather around the harbor, all the boats would be like, uh, had like little flags on them, like a bunch of assortment of flags on them, and there would be like little bands playing, there would be games, uh, bouncy castles, uh, ball pits, and stuff like that, if the weather was good, uh, which it was like maybe every other Fisherman Day. And... <laughs> I I remember the thing I liked the most about the Fisherman's Day was the games. Uh, So they used to put like a wooden beam across the harbor where it is like very shallow and uh, not shallow, uh, very like short between. And then people would walk onto the beams and push each other off. And that was a very, very fun game and I always wanted to participate but I was too young oh, no. and by the time I was old enough to actually participate they realized that anybody who fell into the harbor was horribly sick the next day even if they didn't go out <laughs> drinking so they realized like ah maybe this like oil stricken like dead bird infested uh-huh. <laughs> harbor isn't a great place to push people into Ugh. fuck no so, so they got those like kind of sideshow attraction kind of thing where they have like, like a wooden beam across like two uh, two pillars and then a bunch of soft shit underneath it and that replaced it and it was just nowhere in the ballpark of the f- like excitement of seeing somebody fall into the harbor it was so good and and we used to have like a, a a building crane that would like be lifted up and people would like bungee jump off the building crane into the harbor and like they would have like a little rope on uh, like a, a, a stretchy rope they jump off it it was great i fucking love that thing <laughs> i I know I'm not going to be able to say anything more about it because that's the extent of my <laughs> memories about it, but I remember loving it.
2: <laughs> was that day just in in Westman era or was it like in all of Iceland? I it think? is
0: like a um, day, kind of like a uh, husband day and wife day, uh, husband day and mother's day and like that kind of thing is like, yeah. I think that's like a thing in English.
3: No, mm-hmm. we do not have husband day. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck the husband. Husbands. We do not have husband day. We also don't have wife day, if that's what also you're gonna say. Yeah, same. No,
0: you have Mother's Day, so we do have Mother's yeah. Day, yeah. Uh yeah. we have Bonta and Maiderataur, uh which is basically the, the, the man of the house and the the mom day. Uh that's basically the bone de, bone defrosting of those words. Uh but uh yeah, the fisherman day is kinda like a cross country recognized, but only the harbour towns really celebrate it, which is 95% of the towns.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, do we even have towns inland? <laughs> uh,
0: but you have places like Hapnafjördur, Reykjavík, uh, Kópavogur, where there's not going to be big celebrations about that. Aww. And it is one of those, like, it's very similar to the Halloween thing. It has been, like, slowing down and getting smaller as the years go on. As, as the magic of the world seeps out and we're being blanketed in a dark, dreary reality of the world.
3: Wow. Well, to, to make this happy podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sad. <laughs> uh,
0: I just realised uh, we ended two <laughs> crying. Like, uh, cultural things on and it's dying. <laughs> I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, I feel real bad because my number two slot is funeral customs in Preena. <laughs> i'm sorry what (laughs) so um my mum is of was of the older generation um so she grew up with some very traditional views um and some of our funeral customs are basically based around like it's not even if someone in your family has suffered a loss it's if someone on your street has suffered a loss and it includes things like my mum was Very traditional. And on a day of the funeral of someone in in the street, if we related to them or friends or not, she would always cover every single mirror in the house, which made me happy because I fucking hate mirrors. (laughs) But she would cover every single mirror in the house because she believed that if souls saw themselves as they were leaving or departing this world, they may get trapped here. So she covered every single mirror. And she also strangely closed all the curtains in the house. If it wasn't to do with us, because we shouldn't be looking at somebody else whilst they are grieving. Um, we gave them their privacy and that was actually done, to be fair, and on the older generations, that was done a lot. Like if you didn't know the person or you weren't going to the funeral, we would close the curtains of your house so that you wouldn't have to, you know, they could grieve in peace um and so you
2: know, wait so so you in inside your house closed the curtain so the people outside
3: couldn't look in um or that the people outside could Both is true. so so that we inside the house wouldn't look out on somebody else's grieving because quite often um because uh, so the
2: assumption was that the grieving people are standing in the street
3: yes okay because quite often um bodies are driven from the funeral house to mm. their residence Oh yeah, um, and I think that that's quite common in a lot of places um, they're driven to the residence um, the funeral directors pick up the family members there and then they drive them Whoa. onwards
1: <laughs> that's not how it works
3: yeah and because they drove to the street wow. everybody on that street would close their curtains um, it's an old tradition I think it's dying out hopefully <laughs> um, but it was also just one of those yeah let's give people some huh. time Time to grieve, and they're not being watched and looked at and stared on in like their most like vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And that was something that my mum did every single time there was a funeral on our street. And it's something that I'm like, yeah, I like that. I think the mirror thing is a little weird, <laughs> but I like the fact that they have like that that kind of like closed curtain thing and that just consideration like, of the people's feelings. Exactly that. Yeah.
1: I did not know they drove by the residence. That's pretty wild.
3: Yeah. Um, it is pretty, it's pretty strange. That's
1: that's not seen here.
3: Like Nowadays, when someone dies and there's
2: like a funeral car in front of the house, everyone's like looking out like, mm-hmm. well, there's a, a funeral car, who died? Well, yeah. Kids um,
0: are the most inconsiderate creatures in the world. So like yes. pulling...
2: No, no, I'm talking about elderly people. Also them. <laughs> yeah, they're nosy,
0: inconsiderate
2: bastards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's always
2: the hot gossip aunties, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah,
3: but yeah I. I remember that happening a few times as I was a kid growing up and then it became a lot less of a thing. You can still do that in Britain if you wish. You can speak to the funeral director and have uh have the person driven up to the residence, pick up whoever like the grieving party is and then move on to the funeral itself. Um it's something we could have done for my mum, but that was like fucking something ridiculous like six or 700 pounds and i didn't have that i had to pay for the funeral so i'm like i don't have two grand and an extra 500 quid to have that happen i know she would want it but i don't have that money so i can't do this and i won't (laughs) but for 600 quid i could have had her escorted by harley davidson so i was just like god fucking (laughs) and
0: did you do that
3: And that is something I may well consider for my father. (laughs) Ah,
0: there you go.
3: So, yeah, our funeral traditions are at least that growing up in my house, my mum was, say, was quite old and quite traditional. I don't think it's much of a thing now, especially not with the new generation growing up. Everyone's like, yeah, look at this. (laughs) They're
2: posing in front of the open coffin with a selfie. (laughs)
3: Oh, God. No, TikToking that shit, Cassie. Oh, God. (laughs) We have to move on. (laughs) But that was definitely something that I kind of like
1: so that's strange here it's more uh, well well, it might be different who knows but i mean my experiences have always been from church to straight to the uh graveyard there's no stopping Mm. to pick anyone up like the parties that are present for the event are going to be at the uh ceremony at the church
0: i've only ever gone to funerals here in my on my island and the uh, church and the graveyard are literally less than like I don't know feats, but like, let's say 200 feet. Like, it is. Yeah.
1: See, you were describing this party of people going through. I say party, not as in like party, but yeah. you know what uh, I mean? This group of people traveling through neighborhoods. And that was like not what I was <laughs> imagining when you were describing people closing their curtains. It's like this was a thing that happened often. I was like, why are they traveling through neighborhoods? Because, you know, here it's basically just a highway to the where you need to go.
3: Yeah. So- yeah. For us, it's not, it's quite often through towns. I think my mum ended up taking like the major road <laughs> from where she was. Um, but we met. We met her there. Like, we were already there. I had to, like, drive everyone. I took two fucking trips to get everyone there. Nobody else drived except me and my dad. And he was in a state and I'm not letting him fucking drive. So I had to do two trips on the same road and I actually ended up following her in. And I was, like, super, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I was so close to being late. <laughs> it's <was> awful. <laughs> so you were saying about me being a downer? Well, I, <laughs> you set a downer note, but I just wanted to <laughs> say about how nice I thought it was that we gave people privacy, at least my mum my did. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. nice. I just didn't. I was just curious as to why. <laughs> At the beginning, I was like, "Well, that can't happen so frequently, right?" But the the whole neighborhood like acting in the same way was kind of wild to me because just never yeah had you know
2: but it was probably also a, a more tight knit community like everyone knew the person who died so everyone's like yeah
1: oh. yeah, yeah yeah
3: pretty much everyone knows everyone at least they did uh, definitely growing up I don't know I didn't know my neighbors living like when I became an adult and got my own place I didn't really know my neighbors except that they kept drilling at awkward times for recording
2: <laughs> in germany on a sunday this wouldn't have happened
3: <laughs> <laughs> i could recording peace uh... <laughs> I didn't know who they were or what they were. Um, I didn't know who lived opposite me. Whereas the place where I grew up, literally everybody knew everyone. Um, And that was the same like pretty much everywhere else I do. All right, Casey. What's the, what's the top of your list? Also a downer. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: well, not not a super downer, but like um, uh, it wasn't a tradition in the town I grew up in, but like in the, the city I went to school at, I didn't find out about it until like a few years after I went to school there. And um, so the city I went to school, uh, is called Würzburg. It is known throughout Bavaria for having a massive amount of churches. And I just had to Google it because I knew there was over 20 churches I wanted to know the exact amount it's ex- actually 60 <laughs> churches that we have in a town. <laughs> so yeah, we have like a lot of churches there and like on on special occasions for example like um memorial days for um fall of the wall or whatever or like mm-hmm. people like when people died in World War 2 the church bells would randomly not randomly but like they would go off for like 10 to 30 minutes and it was it's a very profound experience. To just be in the city and hear all the church bells go off at the same time, and I really like—I don't know how to describe it—but you like, you feel something really deep inside of you resonate with all these uh, bells going off. You like, I personally didn't feel anything for like the the people that fell or whatever. I I have I don't know I feel nothing. I'm not a very empathetic person, as I <laughs> mentioned before. Um, but like something inside of that like it resonates within you, all the churches, uh, all the bells going off. And like we have a like this big thing with the bells and I really, really love that. It felt like they were communicating with each other and it gave you a sense of what it must have been like when the city was under siege in the medieval times, when all the churches would just go off. Blimey. Like there are videos on YouTube that you can watch where this happens, but it just doesn't compare like when you're standing in the city.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Since we mentioned Humpback of Notre Dame before mm-hmm. uh, in in the previous episodes, uh, we have something similar going on in one of the chapels in our city. We have like this guy who is a night watchman. I don't know if he's still alive, but he's been for like twenty years doing like tours through Würzburg with a uh, showing the people the different chapels. And there were different bells that have different voices, and he was able to. Bring those across and gave them personalities on his tours. I personally never went on one of these tours. I really wanted to go, but like my friend who had a child went on one of those tours and she told me about it and it was so nice. And like, I love (laughs) the fact that they, that they, give personalities to the bells based on the voices
3: yeah like the the bells having voices and the bells having names is is also yeah. a really common thing in Britain like it just yeah. is like to be fair if you're standing and, and I've, I've been this actually funny enough here in Iceland we went to the weddings if you are under a bell when it is going off holy crap mm-hmm. there is something that you just can't really explain away that it's mm-hmm. just somewhere just above like your heart area yeah. and it probably j- might just be <laughs> reverberations and vibrations but <laughs> But there, is, but there is generally, it feels like there's something extra weird mm-hmm. going on when church bells go off. Yeah. And I think like having 60 go off at once. Well. That's just
2: 60 <laughs> churches and one of them has over 20 bells. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. sorry.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, so like with the people, like, was there like a tradition of like going quiet when the bells would go off? Or would people most people just go about their day?
2: Um, in school, it was traditionally a, like a moment of silence kind of thingy mm-hmm. we couldn't really actually do any uh, lessons during that time because it was so fucking loud <laughs> so most of the time <laughs> we just sat there and enjoyed the uh, the peace and quiet
3: <laughs> the non-school time yeah, yeah. Oh.
2: Um i i wasn't personally ever on the street when that happened but i do know that a lot of people like the the cars they just stood still for a while, like people would just stand around at the crossroads, at the signal lights and just Mm.
3: stand there. (laughs) That is, I can understand why. Is that like your number one top spot? Because holy crap, that is a a good one. It's definitely up there. (laughs) And I never
2: experienced that before coming to that school. And the first time I experienced that was in that school during class, Mm. it was a very profound experience. I think one time we actually went to that church that had the 20 bells. During that time.
0: Uh, yeah, like a school trip thing. Uh,
2: I I went to a nun school, like a school led by nuns. It was a cloister school. So yeah, we went to churches the whole time. Like every time something happened, something Christian stuff happened, I, we went there.
0: Okay, I just learned something about Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> went to a fucking cloister. Okay,
2: okay. Our nuns were more open about the sexuality and stuff than a lot of people that I know. <laughs>
0: So you went to a
3: wild nun school.
2: <laughs> it was amazing. We had amazing nuns.
3: Well, that's super nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I might be stuck on this imagery for a while. <sighs> <laughs> Along with the fact that there is also a church with 20 bells. I, I've never been to a place like that. I think the most that I've been to here in Britain is probably three or four. 20 bells. And Kessie went to a nun school. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be I might not be off that for a while Kessy. It wasn't
2: only a nun school, it was also a girls school. So we had a lot of lesbians going on there. <laughs>
3: and the nuns were supportive of that. That's good. There you go. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil, top top that.
1: Oh no. Did you go to a cloister? <laughs> no. Why not though? To a public school. So there's nothing but public schools in Iceland, so yeah, it's true. What do y'all want to talk about?
3: What do you want to talk about, Neil? You
1: want to talk about Black Friday, <laughs> the most American of American traditions. Uh, Groundhog's
0: Day.
3: All right, Neil. Um, so when we first, when when Casey first suggested this in our in our Discord chat, um, you went super sizing. I do kind of like super sizing drinks.
1: I do like how big drinks have gotten
3: and when i researched weird american traditions just in case you would stumble it was number three
1: (laughs) yeah no it's a legit thing yeah (laughs) i drink a whole lot of soda a whole lot of it and when i have a meal there's just not enough soda so what's the solution to that more soda and guess what super common (laughs) it's great
3: i have to say when i went to america for me it was genuinely the portion sizes and the size of the drink because they were always fucking huge (laughs) i was like oh i just want like you know just a nice burger and fries and i'll have some soda with it no like that's enough to feed like two people what the fuck (laughs) do do you remember when we went to that I think it was a Popeyes.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. We didn't even finish <laughs> it between three of us. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't touch the the, the what do I do the, the, the chicken thingies because I was already a vegetarian mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> I, I tried eating all those little bread thingies. Yeah, like hash
0: browns or something.
2: I don't know like, what the fuck they were. Like,
3: <laughs> oh, they were called biscuits, right? Which completely blows my mind. Yeah, like yeah. it's basically not a biscuit.
0: Mashed potatoes <laughs> like forced into a form and deep fried. <laughs> was it a mashed potato? <laughs> I thought it was a bread. I might I might be rem- misremembering. <laughs>
3: Neil's losing his shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember like I remember going there because we got these giant ass fucking drinks, and I go up there and I haven't been in America for a very, very long time, like like I've been to America once before and like many, many years before that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get like two of these and supersize both of them because I am a bit big fucker and I love eating food, and I was about to go on a really long journey. I could not finish <laughs> my stuff, and then the then Cassie and me just have all this fucking food they didn't eat, and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely like a, to my core as a as a oh Icelander who eats his goddamn food. I was just like, I remember you. Not you randomly f- talked me? to people that came and were like, excuse me, do you want to eat this? <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> I remember we that. had like a six pack of McNuggets and and and
3: breasts, and we hadn't touched it. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that. I have a, I have, I have two good pictures from that place. Actually, that was the day we were oh. leaving. But Neil, I am
0: one hundred percent on the board with the uh, sizes of your sodas, and I'm one hundred percent on board with the fact that you guys are now like specially engineering your cars to be actually be able to take those jumbo sized cups into the car.
1: <laughs> Need it, have to have, yeah. Now when you supersize things, like the fries are also when you like specify the size of your meal, they also give you like large fries. I don't really eat the fries ever in most places, I would say, because it's just a a lot of food for me. And that's the most boring part of the order is the thing that comes with everything. So I'm going to eat the hamburger and forget about the French fries probably. But uh, the drink size is great. So that's specifically what I'm referring to. But I'm also going to say that America number one thing Aether, you, you had m- get mentioned this as an idea and yeah america does good art so good job america keep doing art <laughs> art is great do it keep doing it
3: just do it
1: <laughs> you can't. just do it why are you
3: referencing
0: shia labeouf while we're talking about good art cassie stop it <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do art uh, unless you're trying to buff because holy shit.
0: Because you sent that gift to the group
2: chat the other day. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs>
0: No, America has a very, very like you guys absolutely love like small indie things like you guys love raw and real things. And I think that might be because you're so big and you have such a big pop culture thing that you end up with everything looking kind of samey once it gets huge. So you guys are always sticking up new stuff and it creates this like constant churn of really interesting music.
1: Yeah, I love the history of like jazz. Yeah, for example. Like good job.
0: <laughs> Didn't realize I was a jazz fan until I played a video game had uh, exclusively jazz soundtrack, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is actually really fucking good music. <laughs> jazz, great,
1: yeah.
3: Not a fan. Same. I just it's just not it's just not uh, for me.
1: You gotta recognize its influences in a lot of stuff. I mean, come on, V. Come on." Get into this on another... There's another time and place for, for jazz, but, you know, jazz was really a special thing for music.
3: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the importance of, in fact, influences of much of the... There's
1: boring jazz for sure. Yeah. Uh,
3: boring jazz. I, I can't sit down and... In, to be fair, I can't sit down and enjoy a lot of types of music. Like, I have to sit down and I have to listen to something that has structure and has... It has words to it. Okay, I'm I'm a snob. It has to have lyrics. Yeah, I'm a snob. I have to have lyrics. <laughs> I just, I can't happily sit down and listen to music, which is, I, I'm fine and I'm very excited whenever I hear anything that you create. I'm like, yes, this is great, but I can't re-listen unless it has words over it. I don't know why, I just can't. I just can't do it. And it might be because I sing everything. Um. <laughs> I just I just can't I can't engage with it if I like the first time I hear music I'm like yes this is beautiful but I can't re-engage with it once it's in like that's it it's done I'm, I'm done with it I can't do it yeah. anymore I have to listen to it with something else so whenever you send me things that have updated like this has something in it this has drums in it I can probably hear it because I'm like yes this is cool and then after I'm like oh, I can't listen to anything else <laughs> I'm a snob. I'm so sorry. Idea for next time. Neil's music a cappella. by him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because Neil threatened TLD abridged the musical
1: at the end of the day. What? What?
3: And I was like, no. Yes. No.
1: Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Think about it, V. There
3: was no yes.
1: Think about it, V.
3: Yes. Absolutely yes.
1: We get a narrator. Mm-hmm. We abridge the thing. Mm-hmm. We make a little musical.
3: <gasps> I will never have to be in it. Oh, no, shit. I have to be in it a lot. No, I don't have to be in this at all. This is great. You have to be Clack and Thistle.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can get voices for all of the other things, and then you can be Talos.
3: I can be Talos, and Talos can sing nothing. I love it. I love it.
1: No, Talos <laughs> has to have a song, V. No! <laughs> You know, Taylor's is gonna have a song.
3: No. Taylor's is like, Taylor's is gonna have
0: her own, like, fucking soliloquy. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> there's so much to Taylor. No, I
3: hate it. I hate everything about it.
0: I don't know what a soliloquy is. I just know that's type of music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay, let's get back on track here for all those
3: people that don't know what TLD is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go listen to TLD. It's amazing. It makes great jazz inspired music. <laughs> Because there's definitely no metronome in some of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I ask to add drums, it's always like, "Mm, maybe not. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, I apologize for being a bit of a music snob. But after a while, I have to have words. Otherwise, I can't can't listen to it on its own. I I just can't. I I can't. I'm so sorry.
0: Definitely our biggest uh, difference in music taste. Mm -hmm. I love uh, ambient music.
1: Yeah, I listen to a lot of ambient stuff as well. I, I don't listen to a lot of jazz per se outside of just looking at like uh this artist is very good you know <laughs> I, I I basically like look at artists when I'm looking at jazz like individuals, but it's just in everything yeah its influence is just everywhere in all the different genres that I like vocals non-vocals doesn't matter
3: yeah the the music music scene in America is just it's really good it's it's good to see that melding pot of different ideas come together which i think you'll do so well despite some people being complete
1: tools good to see when it happens yeah yeah all right ethel cap us off no 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 after him
3: so you're (laughs) doing no yeah you're right it is absolutely my go now so i'm gonna choose the middle of my list and then we got another round of honorable mentions what
0: (laughs) what's happening
3: And then Aethel can do his
0: top spot. Are are you changing the order just to fuck with me? Yeah.
3: No. All right, Aethel. uh, So this is like the third on your list. This is the bottom.
0: Uh Uh-uh. All the way around. Uh, this is my top thing, is that in Iceland, uh, we have uh, 13 Santa Clauses. <laughs> now, they didn't you know, used to be known as Santa Clauses. They used to be known as Jólasveinar or lads, as they're uh, often translated <laughs> into English. Uh-huh. I don't know why Jule lads, but it's, yeah, it's supposed to be lads. <laughs> and the 13 of them used to be bad. Uh, they, they used to come down from the mountains. <laughs> they used to steal shit. They used to fuck with shit. They'd steal your can. <laughs> they slam your doors, uh, eat your food, just be a bit of a menace. And the 13 days leading up to Christmas, all the way up to Christmas Day, each of the Yule lads would come down from the mountains to fuck with you. And they were used to scare kids into um, behaving. Behaving, thank you. And then the 13 days after Christmas, one by one, the Eula lads leave. And they don't fuck with you on the way out, they just leave. I don't know why there's, like, I don't feel like I was ever taught that, like, on Christmas, it just should be a cacophony of noise and madness, as all 13 Yuli lads should be down. But that was not what I was taught or raised up with. But the 13 days after Christmas, one by one, they leave. And on the 13th day, the last one leaves. And that is called the 13th, or in Icelandic, þrættondý. And that is a little festival day in most of Iceland. Here in Vestmane, we have a very unique way, in my opinion. I have no idea how other people do it. I never went to their threat, don't they? We have a very kind of unique way to do it, and I really like it. Um, So at night, I don't know what time it starts. Uh, They usually shot up one or two rockets back in the day. Now they shoot up 500 rockets because future. Mm -hmm. Um, They used to shoot one or two rockets, and then you'd look up on the mountainside that's like kind of towering over the town. Uh, You'd see 13 candles light up, like torches, and these... 13 guys wearing red Santa suits. At least when I was growing up, they were wearing the red Santa suits. Maybe when I was way, way young, they used to wear the kind of brown uh, suit that the Santa classes used to wear. But uh, they'd wear these red Santa suits and they'd walk down the mountain. And as they started walking down the mountain, we'd start kind of a, like a semi-parade uh, on the other side of town, which would drive down the road. And the parade wagon would be filled with like fake elves and, um, and and imps and stuff. And those were the kind of evil spirits that were leaving with the Yulalads. And they just played Christmas songs and they went super slow and everybody just followed them. And then they'd meet the Yulalads at the big uh, gravel football field and they'd circle around a Big ass fucking bonfire and the fire team would be there and they would cordon off the entire area to push all the kids back because the kids want to get really close to the giant bonfire. And then they just play music and all the elves and the imps are just walking in circles, interacting with the kids and just doing dumb shit. And I love it. I absolutely adore it. And we've been here for two of them and we missed both of them. No! I forgot they were happening. Yeah,
3: we missed the first one because you forgot. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Was all these rockets? Oh shit, done day. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, too late. Uh, and also, we were super tired. I think we just like finished moving shit. I think yeah. it was at that time. And then this year, COVID. Yeah. Uh. So there wasn't really a parade the same way. Like you could still see, they still had the lights going up there. They still had the torches burning, 13 of them. But people just shot up rockets instead. And holy shit, uh, it was. That
0: was a lot of rockets. It
3: was a lot of rockets this year. But. Um a buddy of mine went to it when he was first here. Um, um his first threat down date in on Vestmair was the same as my first. And he went and he was like, it was the weirdest thing. Like you follow these big flaming torch dudes. and everyone's singing and then you go down to the football field and there is a big ass bonfire and people start dancing and singing around it and it is the weirdest thing but it was so fun um so i'm gutted we didn't get to do it and i can't wait for covid to fuck off so that we can do that next time um but yeah, it's it's very cool and everyone's really excited about it. They were just really gutted this year. It just was not safe. It's, it's, a,
0: it's a beautiful and weird tradition and I don't know if the rest of the the, the mountain uh, harbour towns do it like this, but I absolutely love ours. I, I absolutely adore it. And I remember as a kid so one little tangent and I promise I'll let this go. <laughs> as a part of the big bonfire area, you used to have kids wearing like kind of black overalls with like fake tails. They were supposed to be imps or pukar in Icelandic. Uh and they'd run around and they'd pull on kids, pretending like they're gonna take them away to the like wherever the evil spirits go at the end of the night. And the kids would grab onto the moms and dads and scream and it's like, ah ha ha we're we're, we're traumatizing kids. Ha 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 <laughs> um, And they'd be wearing, like, uh, coal or soot on their face, so they look completely black. And um, I remember one year, I realized that they don't have uniforms or anything. They're just wearing black. So that year, I wore completely black, and then I just jumped the rope at one point, and then I was running with the imps. And it was fucking amazing and i loved it <laughs> I, I have no idea who cordons or organizes the imps but i was running with the motherfuckers t- pretending to pull kids into
3: <laughs> also
1: stealing children yeah
3: <laughs> you have to steal children that's, that's th- exactly how an imp would do it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah good point yeah no,
0: and like i just have so many fond memories of that we used to always stay at my grandma's and wait until the parade went right past her door. Actually, we used to stay at my great-grandma's until uh, she had to move out. Uh, she got old, uh, couldn't keep the house herself. So we went to my other grandma's, her daughter, and we used to wait until the parade went past her window, and then we joined the parade.
3: That's so cute.
0: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm now lost in memories. Aww. Um. Aww. Who's
3: next? (laughs) No, you're allowed to be lost in memories. Uh, So there were 13 Yule Lads. Uh, I think I need to continue explaining Christmas, to be honest. It's so unreal, uh, at least compared (laughs) to Britain. Um, So there are 13 days leading up to Christmas where you get little gifts or you have to give things every day. Otherwise, the Yule Lads will come do something weird at you. I don't really remember. And I remember there's someone called Greela who's like a cat mum and she'll eat all the kids. I don't really remember. Um, Christmas Eve, i.e. the 24th of December, is actually Christmas day in Mm -hmm. iceland and there are two bank holidays on christmas day and the day after Uh um i.e the 25th and the 26th but christmas isn't actually really celebrated until 6 p.m where all the bells on the island go off and then it's christmas um which is just fucking what so you can't open your presents until at least after 6 p.m and that just makes me sad because we always opened our christmas presents first thing on the 25th so we could play with our presents and then yeah you have 13 days afterwards of just chilling out and watching the your lads leave i i needed i felt because my, one of my honorable mentions, because it's not from uh, it's not from my home country, actually is the six pm thing on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day here in Iceland. Because I think it's cute. I think it's cute. There's six six o'clock. The bells go off. Everybody gets up. Uh, yells lady i I'm, I'm really. I'm so sorry. Yeah? That was terrible. Um, at each other, which basically means Happy Christmas. And then they hug each other. Aww. And it's a, it's beautiful. It's so nice. Whereas in Britain, we have three pm on Christmas Day. We get to listen to the Queen rattle on for half an hour. <laughs> 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 and that's basically it um so i wanted to honorable mention that um so that was my way of getting there. that is adorable
0: yes uh on on 6 p.m the, the bells ring and you're supposed to go clearly old and then you kiss everybody you love and it's
3: everybody amazing. you love
0: everybody you love <laughs> yeah that is in the house
3: everybody in the area everybody gets kisses which i'm i'm still kind of I'm comfortable with people being like hugging me and kissing me, especially. I'm like, ah, I'm not with that. So COVID this year was beautiful for me because I got <laughs> to not do that. <laughs> I just got to be like, hey, glad the L once and everybody knew what I was talking about.
0: <laughs> I, I, one correction on the Yula Lads things. It is like every day the Yula Lads come down uh, from the mountain. The kid is, if he behaves and he puts his shoe in the window, the Yulalad will leave a little trinket or toy in the shoe. And that's the tradition. I'd forgotten the shoe thing.
2: And then you put your foot in it and then you crush the toy and you break your foot. Oh.
0: No, it's in your window. You get the trinket out first. The Yulilat's not sneaking it into your fucking shoe at the door. Like, no, it, you put your shoe in the window and the uh, Yulilat will put little trinkets or toys in the, in the thing. And if you were misbehaving, oh, he'd usually leave a letter proclaiming oh. his omnipotence of everything you do and telling you how bad you've been and that you're not getting a trinket this time. Uh, Very much stolen from the American Santa, I think. But that's (laughs)
1: our Eula lads. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh wait, instead of like a lump of coal as symbolizing the bad thing that uh, to tell a kid, like, you've been bad, you get coal to threaten that. You actually leave the child a note of how much of a shit (laughs) the child has been.
3: In their shoe.
1: (laughs) You give him a fucking list, hey. (laughs) this is exactly why <laughs> so i don't know how other parents do it that's a little more mean than just symbolizing your shit with lump of coal it's a personal wow this is a list of all the things jeremy hates me for i wonder who <laughs> i wonder who santa is
0: I, I don't know how other parents do it uh, because uh i grew up in my house but So the coal thing was always a thing I heard, but I never heard any kid actually experience. It was always, so if i coal is going, you get a coal in your shoe. But um, by the time I'm growing up, coal is non-existent in Iceland, except in summer for Mm. grilling. And that's it. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, cold just doesn't exist because we have thermal energy to heat our houses. And we don't grill in winter because it's cold as shit in winter. <laughs>
3: yeah, instead you all use gas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yow. smedle
3: have barbecues in the middle of winter. It's, just, it's so nice. What the fuck? Uh, anyway, so uh, my, my final entry, other than my honorable mentions, which I have done almost all of, um, is actually about the queen. I am British. I need to bring her up properly at least once. <laughs> But it isn't the Queen's speech at three p.m. on a on a Sunday because, or oh, sorry, on a Christmas day because I frankly hated those. I did not enjoy those as a kid growing up because my mum would make us shut up for half an hour and my dad would make my brother stand and salute. It was the fucking weirdest shit. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are really old
0: school. <laughs> Salute the Queen, Pete. Salute the Queen. No,
3: no, 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 no. It's only while the national anthem was going off, um, and then and then we could sit down and we had to shut up and listen to the Queen's speech. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, it is about the Queen. So in Britain, whenever our Parliament like basically resets, like once a year, like this is now the beginning of Parliament, the Queen is supposed to go down to the Houses of Parliament and deliver a speech, which basically outlines what the Prime Minister's plan for the year is, like my yearly agenda as presented by the Queen. Um, there's a whole thing about Parliament and the Queen. I'm not going to get into that. So she goes down to the Houses of Parliament, which are made up the Houses of Commons and the House of Lords. And she goes to the House of Commons because she's supposed to deliver the speech to the, um, the Ministers of Parliament. And she goes there and they tell her basically to fuck off. <laughs> And then she has to go to the House of Lords to deliver the speech because she's not allowed by law and tradition into the House of Commons. Because way back in today, the monarchy had a lot more control over the laws of the land. And uh, after the British public went, screw you, your majesties, they were no really allowed in the Houses of Commons because... The people made the laws, and not the monarchy. So she basically goes down there. Um, she goes to the House of Lords. She sends someone who is actually called the Black Rod, and the Black Rod will knock on the doors to the House of Commons three times, and then they'll slam the door in his face. <laughs> so he has to go back to the Queen, <laughs> say that she has been denied entry, and then she'll deliver the speech, uh, which basically outlines what the goals of the Parliament is going to be for the year, and then she leaves. And then everybody gets to vote in the House of Lords on whether they accept the agenda of what the Queen has just delivered. And if they don't accept the agenda, we have to call another election and she has to do it again. (laughs) Has the agenda been denied recently? No, it hasn't. Uh, I don't think it actually has ever been denied, so far as I know, but it's been something we're doing for like three-ish hundred years. Um, It's been a while that we've been doing this. Um, So yeah, it's one of my favourite traditions is basically someone slamming the door. In the face of the Queen, <laughs> in, a, in a very pompous, traditional, ceremonial manner. So it was. It was one of my favorite things. I was watching the speech one year because I was a bit more into politics back then. I was trying to be a decent human being and then realized that this is my favorite part of politics. Everything else can go to hell. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You like the wrestling part of politics.
3: Yes. <laughs> I like the very, the Queen has arrived. She sends someone to knock upon the doors of Parliament. They basically tell him to fuck off and she has to go sit in Lords. Um, yeah, so that's kind of one of my very strange British things that we do. I had to mention the Queen at least once. And this is my favourite thing.
0: <laughs> I love that they they <laughs> the, the tradition is three knocks. The tradition is slam the door. The tradition is denial. That's great.
3: Well, it, it kind of it kind of harks back to a time when, um, I think one of the kings came down to arrest a bunch of people and basically have them done for treason. But they heard that the king was going to do this, so they very wisely fucked off and left one dude behind. And he was like the the speaker of the house of commons and um he offered to the king his seat and the king was like where the fuck everyone at yo and the speaker was like um I don't work for you everyone has gone you're not allowed here anymore and ever since then the king and um, the monarchy has never been allowed to set foot in the house of commons super strange but I like it <laughs> And our current monarch has done, it's not traditional to do every single year as a monarch, you often pass it off to your offspring, but she has done every single one except two. And that's because she was heavily pregnant at the time. Yeah, Our queen takes her job very so well. So she
0: did not waddle down there to have a door slammed. to yeah, her. Yeah, she did
3: not waddle down there. No, <laughs> that would have been a bit too rude. Philip, <laughs> Philip, bring the door to me. <laughs> <laughs> Philip? Philip, I've heard about these children who have an inflatable door. <laughs> <laughs> Please have them bring it to my apartment so that they may deny me by closing an inflatable door. My the queen does not
1: live in an apartment. It's a fucking mansion.
3: She lives in a palace, actually. <laughs> I was just going to say, isn't it a palace? Palace. This
1: time, we'll close the door on them. Ha-ha. Philip, bring the door. I'm going to fuck with the parliament
0: guys. <laughs> All right, Philip, slam it now. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Uh that's that's it from me. That's great.
0: <laughs> that's fucking great.
3: All right.
2: Um does anyone have any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah,
0: I think I did all of mine. I actually do have one. Uh, did you want to do yours first, Cassie?
2: Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, I have, I have two actually. So one I can just pull off really quickly. That's the TÜV. That is uh, something no one wants to go to, but <laughs> everyone has to go to. It's like the inspection of the car every two years. And... <laughs> Wait, this is... So Wait,
0: what? <laughs> it's the car inspection, but they call it the it TÜV. Is called,
2: yeah, they call it the TÜV. Everyone hates it. Everyone has to go to it uh, every two years uh, to get the car inspected. And everyone usually has to pay like 2K to get the car across the TÜV.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> in repairs. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought that was the paper price. I was uh. like,
2: what? No, no, the paper price is only like 70. Okay, yeah,
0: that's goes <laughs> to what it is in Iceland.
2: I personally, I feel like it makes the streets a lot safer every time I'm like anywhere outside of like in the US or the Philippines. I feel like when I'm on a... On a vehicle, I'm like, this thing is going to fall apart any second now. I might just ready to start the countdown now. Yep.
0: So it has the same thing. Every year, if a car is like six years older, every year it has to come in for mm-hmm. I check. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it mm-hmm. wasn't like that in other countries, I genuinely, it was like the time when I heard that Americans wear their shoes inside. It, it was just baffling that this is a thing. <laughs> yeah
3: how do you even operate in that country it,
0: crazy people
3: <laughs> it's actually it's, it's it's the same thing in britain um every year you have to take your car for what we call an mot which mm. is like motor something test i don't yeah. remember which basically just is the car fit for purpose mm-hmm. uh and it won't crash and kill you um that's basically the entire thing i had a buddy yeah who- they check
1: our blinkers and our they check our blinkers <laughs> and our seat belts, and that's like it and then they're like yeah. you're good <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh, no. And it costs like $7.
3: No, they, they test literally everything. MOT, a standard MOT in Britain, just to check, is like 20 quid. So it's probably about the same. But you have to pass it. And if you don't pass it, they give you like cautionaries, yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. red, which means your car is no longer legal on the road. You have to get this done now. Yellows are cautionaries, like you have to get it done over the next year or so. You don't actually have to. You don't. Most people don't. Um, and then you have greens, which is like he's completely fine. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy whose uh, MOT broke down to um, rust on wheel arch, rust on exhaust pipe, rust on handles, rust on engine block. And one of his cautionaries was <laughs> rust.
1: <laughs> 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 so they
3: broken it down across the entirety of his Billgun and then also went... Rust, like just asking it. They were advisories. He could still <laughs> legally drive this car. It, it blew my wow. mind. Threw the whole fucking car away. Um. After that, he did, however, take it to the scrapyard. We have
0: the same thing. We have red, yellow, and pass. But if you get a yellow next year, they pull up the document, and if you haven't done it, they will give you a uh, like a fine. They basically give you like a no. You have to fix this in the like. You don't pass. You don't have to scrap the car, but you like you're going to have to come back, you have to pay pay full price and you have to do everything on the checklist. Yeah, we
3: don't have that in (laughs) Bryn. Basically, they don't check the old certificates at all. Nobody gives a shit.
0: I've been learning a lot about British uh, paperwork, and it's it genuinely sounds like you guys are still riding around in wooden boats. Like it's they also drive on the wrong side of the road. So yeah, yeah, you guys have to fix that.
3: <laughs> you all drive
2: on the wrong side of the road.
0: No, no, we drive on the right side. We
2: don't carry swords anymore. We don't
3: need to drive on the wrong side of the, <laughs> the street. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, you said you had two honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It, uh, yeah. Do you want to go first in between?
0: Yeah, like? sure. I'll bring it up.
3: Oh, was that also your, so your honourable
0: no, mention? No, no, no. then <laughs> is not my honourable mention, you lunatic. <laughs> How very British of you. Uh, no. no. <laughs> so my honourable mention, and I will definitely be rigged over the calls for not making this my number one, so I hope nobody from Vespanet actually hears this, <laughs> is something that uh, we mentioned earlier, and it's still a teeth. So about... Uh, Fifty or eighty years ago in Vesmaner, we had a really, really crappy storm and it meant that nobody could leave the island for Independence Day and go celebrate it on the mainland. Uh, and we had shitty weather for like a long time. And nobody wanted to do anything on the island. Uh, our Independence Day is the 7th of uh, June. So it happened that in the start of August, we finally had good weather. And everybody put up tents in this little valley uh, that we have. And we had music. And we like just walked between tents and visited families and just had this like nice little like thing. And then the next year, we decided to do it again. And the year after that. And the year after that. And it is now a tradition on the first weekend of August that everybody gets together in the valley for three days. We put up these specifically made white tents that look just so unique and weird when they're all put up in rows like they are. And the tents are basically free-for-all like just just walk into any tent and just start talking to people and if you're not a shithead you're allowed to sit around and just talk to people talk to the npcs yeah talk to the npcs like talk to everybody (laughs) and it's a beautiful little festival and it used to be a lot more family oriented but as everything does it started going towards parties and it is now the biggest baddest party festival in all of iceland (laughs) And it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And we have three traditions during the festival. <laughs> the first tradition on the first night is the fireworks. So it's all the leftover fireworks that the, the fireworks salesman didn't manage to sell. And it's uh, now they buy new. But it used to be just like, shoot up everything that we have left over. The second one is the giant bonfire. So we have a giant bonfire, probably like close to like two tons of wood. And we just set that, set that shit on fire. It's so warm, it heats up the entire valley. It doesn't matter where you are. Mm -hmm. And the third one is that we have, we had this old guy, he is now so old, he can't play the guitar anymore. We have this old guy start playing songs, uh, like just old kind of sing songs. And everybody sings along and he just plays from one song to the next song, no breaks, just keeps playing. And then at the end of it, we have guys with red flares. Uh, light up the top side of the valley and they have one flare for every time the facility has been going on and it is now up to like 108 or 12 flares and it is Mm -hmm. insane to see like kessie was talking about uh, earlier that when it heard the bells for the first time it resonated something in them and it is something about those flares it's something about the power of that light and Just how it lights up the entire valley. And it isn't like fireworks, which does it in like little flashes and flares. It's not like the bonfire, which lights it up in this kind of real light the flares are red these are boat flares meant for visibility and it just tints everything as if you're in a weird movie it just feels surreal and it is beautiful i love it
3: yeah the the very first week that we moved to vestment was actually field teeth and we went each of the nights and the last night when they f- set the flares off I cannot tell you, like, I'm not Icelandic. I had no idea what the fuck anyone was singing. I have no idea what the fuck was going on. But, like, watching every one of these flares just suddenly go whoosh, lighting up the entire valley, it was unreal. Like, I genuinely felt like I wanted to cry. I was so happy. Like, there's something about it. It was just unreal um and just having like these thousands of people all around babbling in Icelandic <laughs> just so happy there was something about it, it was just super infectious and it just like yeah it was just a really happy strange moment and that was on my other honorable mention list because I can't I, I can't mention things that aren't mine <laughs> <laughs> and that that's one of them like that night is like one of the most strangely surreal amazing nights ever just watching those flares go up was just unreal um, we have a really nice picture of us, actually, from that. Oh, yeah. Um, you're wearing the dodgiest hat, so I don't know if I want to put it up. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut out. I've got to crop his head off. It should be fine. Put a pumpkin on top of it. Uh, in which case, it's a really good picture of me while this goes on. <laughs> Neil, do you have any honourable mentions?
1: Nah, I kind of shouted out USA for its uh, indie arts. Art, yeah.
3: yeah, solid on the indie one. I
1: struggled to come up with traditions.
3: So. <laughs> we have Christmas carols in Britain and we do it from the 1st of December and we just go around we knock on people's houses and then we sing a couple of lines of Christmas carols and people give us money to go away and then we go away
0: I was gonna ask
3: we do this right up to Christmas I was
0: gonna ask does it involve money because it sounds like it should involve money
3: it does. It, it literally involves money. Like you turn up and you sing, like you used to have to sing like the whole carol. Um, Hence what like Christmas carol, like the Muppet's Christmas carol thing. Um, And you would have to sing like the whole carol and then they would give you money and then you move on to the next house and they would give you money. And it was something you would do like from young kids up to like, like older teenagers. Um, And the older teenagers would look after the kids. You'd all sing from like similar hymn books and then like, you know, you move on and you get money and that's it. Yay. And you could do that all the way up to Christmas. Yeah, I, I never did that. Um, But I did sing in the school choir really badly at the back one time and got some money for that. And it was nice. But yeah, that's a tradition that I was like, I just was sad I never got to do it. So there you go. That's my honourable mention. Cassie.
2: Yes. My last honourable mention for today. And I'm mentioning it only because Ethan reminded me of it when he mentioned bonfires (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Um, What did I mention? You mentioned bonfires. Bonfires. Ah yeah. In Germany we have this. it's not a widely widely known tradition but it's like a, a thing that some people know about and like it's called Walpurgisnacht it's like in uh, on the on the night from the 30th April or 31st April I don't know how many days April has. 30. Yeah okay 30 to the uh, to the 1st of <laughs> May like in that night that is called Walpurgisnacht and that is uh, the night of witches. Ah. I personally never went to it because traditionally People go to uh, a mountain called the Brocken, which was uh, is known as the the witches' mountain, and um, they celebrate Walpurgisnacht there. And it's it has like the, the roots in I think it's Imbolg. No, no, it's not in bulk. Beltane, sorry. Beltane. In bulk. No, no, Beltane.
3: Uh, yeah, Beltane yeah. is like May 1st. I think it's like yeah, the yeah, wedding it's, facility
2: it, it's, one. It's that, uh, that very day. It's the day of celebrating nature coming back to life, the, uh, celebrating fertility. So some people dance naked around the fires and stuff like that, and like, I don't know if they still do that. I never went there, as I said. That's why it's only on my honorable dimensions. But I would love to go there, and I love that the tradition is still there. And if this was happening in the medieval times, they would get burned there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, yeah. yeah.
2: But like neo can still go there as far as I heard. And like I've seen pictures of people that still celebrate it there. It's like there's like a big celebration there going on with lots of bonfires and like everyone dresses in like, I don't know, scantily and like nature pagans, you know, the way you would imagine droids, like put some sticks and antlers into your hair, like that kind of stuff. And they celebrate it with fire and rituals and stuff. And I really like that they're still doing that up there. Like it's in the rest of germany also celebrates that very day but they call it uh, Tanzen in mai which which means dancing into may <laughs>
1: mm.
2: <laughs> around an, an easter fire but to me that has like no meaning i like it, it's it's all rooted in the same tradition of walpurgisnacht but everyone's just bastardizing it to like get an excuse to sit around a bonfire and drink alcohol and to me, that's not what Valpurgisnacht is about. So I refuse to acknowledge those.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Them, no. <laughs> I'm going to say
0: I'll take any excuse to drink around a bonfire. So I get where they're coming from. But dancing naked around a bonfire <laughs> sounds like it requires the first part to be drinking at a bonfire <laughs> just got to say i've just going to put that out there <laughs>
3: <laughs> but to be fair also doing anything naked yeah, in no, iceland is a no, risk no. it's fucking cold
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, they only do it in like on on that very night because it's yeah. it's when nature wakes up and it's like the days are the nights are getting warmer
3: and you can actually do that again
0: yeah um you, you, you can do that for one <laughs> week in july and that's it <laughs>
3: And it has to be that good year with the sun. Yeah, yeah.
0: Can't be a shit year like last year or the year like three (laughs) years ago. Last honorable mention, just because I want to get it in there. First of April, uh, April Fool's. I used to love April Fool's. I used to love doing April Fool's pranks. Uh, But then I set up a pretty good one and the guy just lied to me. Oh, yeah, I did it. Oh, yeah, I, I did this for you. No problem. He didn't know it was an April Fool. He was just fucking lying to me. And it killed April's Fool for me. I never did another prank. Oh, no. Just having somebody oh. lie to my motherfucking face <laughs> it just killed it for me. It's just like, oh, oh, this doesn't feel good. Like, I- I'm-, I'm not being pranked back. He just thinks I'm dumb and
1: he's lying to me. I've lied to you. You're a fool. <laughs> no. ha, ha, ha. They-, they did not know. You believed my lie.
0: <laughs> they did not know it was an April's <laughs> Fool prank. They just... They were just lying to get away from whatever I was asking them to do. It was just like, oh, you're not a good friend. Well, that sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I do love April Fool's, but uh, not that one.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to quickly share an experience I had on accidental April Fool's. I had a friend uh, who was thrown out by both of her parents and had to live on her own since she was 16. And I occasionally wanted to uh, give her small things that she liked. And at one point, I got her, uh, because she really wanted to play Game Boy Advance, no, one of the game series older one and I got one for her with the game she wanted to play which was uh, Sonic and I put it like in a in a little uh, box and I um, made a letter for her (laughs) made out of cut out letters from the newspaper because I wanted it to be as anonymous as possible I didn't want her to know where it was from and then you just
0: put somebody's finger in it that you found you know yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah (laughs) yeah no no no, but like um, one time when I was visiting her I put it in a a random drawer for her to find whenever the fuck she would look into the drawer and she just happened to find it on April Fool's and when she f- saw the letter she was so fucking afraid she thought I was someone sent her entrails of some animals <laughs> so she she called me the first thing in the morning and she was screaming
3: Oh well, yeah. yeah Cassie
0: <laughs> and you were just like no no look under the entrails there's a game for there April Fool's <laughs> <laughs>
2: a bit soaked but maybe it still works if you brush it off a
0: I'm little. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying, Cassie. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love that you went through the effort of cutting out like ladders to, so, so they would know who you are, who it was from and they instantly knew it was motherfucking you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did they know, Cassie? <laughs> Cassie. Because
3: <laughs> I'm the only one that does stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's very fair
2: uh, <laughs> I think the only thing that I put into the letter was like wh- whether you open this now or on your birthday I don't care the interest will be the same ah <laughs> oh,
0: that's great that's fucking oh. fantastic
3: <laughs> oh my gosh wowzers oh. okay um, this has been an episode
0: <laughs> you have to randomly choose who gets
3: to pick next one uh, okay. I think it should be Neil because he he hasn't had one yet. We
1: can adhere to the dice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's assign four. Neil one, two, three, and four. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, you just want to randomly roll? Okay, I'll randomly roll. Oh, that's a four. So that's going to be Neil.
1: I <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Look again.
3: I can roll again if you like. Hang on. Let me roll again. Uh, so let's make Neil three because that's third in the alphabet. Let's do that. Fee. <laughs> Oh, look, it's a three. So it's Neil. Um, no. <laughs> so
0: I heard you waited for the dice to actually hit the table this time before you started saying that. Yeah, yeah I, actually, I
3: actually played it right this time. Uh,
0: <laughs>
3: so Neil gets to gets to choose what we are victim with next time. Uh, uh, what?
1: Uh, I don't want to choose.
3: Uh, oh, okay. It's just a cry of pain. Uh, great. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. I love this game. Top three favorite hugs. Top
1: three favorite <laughs> ral <roll> hugs. <laughs>
3: Oh no. Uh. Um, All right, I I guess that's it from us. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye bye.
0: Bye.
3: Don't add us, but actually do add us. Can the
0: outro be Don't At Me, Bro song?
3: (laughs) Don't At Me, Bro, but please actually add us. We need this. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Don't At Me,
2: Bro. Don't At Me. Hi, everyone. This is Cassie. Thanks so much for listening. This was uh, a topic I picked. And fun fact, if you're listening to this on the day that it's coming out, which is the 30th of April, tonight is actually Walpurgisnacht. Yep, that's right. The Night of Witches, which was one of my honorable mentions. So a little fun fact there for you. Also known as Beltane in uh, more Celtic or pagan uh, religions, I guess. Do you have any fun country customs in the country that you come from or that you're currently living in that you want to share with us, that you find very unique or mention-worthy or are very fond of? You can let us know on social media. You can tweet at us or tell us on Facebook at 4top3s, all spelled out, 4top3s. Or you can find all links to where we are available on lighthouse.studio. Yes, dot .studio, not dot .com, dot .studio. Yes, that is our website. Or if you have a subject of which you would like to know our top threes, you can also let us know on any of those platforms. Maybe we will end up picking that for future episodes. Just engage with us on social media, guys. We love hearing from you. Please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please talk to us. Please. Okay, anyway, that's it for now. And I better get back to editing next episode so you have something ready next month. And stay tuned for a little ad. Bye!
3: Coming soon. From shadows at the door.
1: It is your best work, Basil. The best thing you have ever done. Basil, I must see Dorian Gray.
0: Harry, Dorian Gray is my dearest friend. He has a simple and beautiful nature.
2: Don't spoil him.
0: I am jealous of the portrait you have painted of me. Why
3: should it keep what I must lose? Every moment that passes takes something from me and gives something to it. Oh, if it will only the other way. If the picture could change and I could always be what I am now. (laughs) The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. This has been a Blighthouse Studio production. Thank you for listening.